Hello my gorgeous Lash Lovers. I have had a chat to Renya. Renya is an Australian lash artist and trainer who has started lashes in 1999. And she is here now to share her story with you and tell you a little bit about her business, some pros, some cons, and things that will help you grow your own lash business as well. Enjoy the show. One thing no one knows about you. Yes. Ooh, something nobody knows about me. I don't know. If they don't know it, maybe I don't want them to know it. A beautiful set of classics to me is just stunning, but they have to have a lot of lashes. We're all busy. We want to get up in the morning and if we can look better for less work, why not? <laughs> It's so good to um, you know hear your story a little bit today. Hi, um, Julia. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for coming on. I'm so excited. We've known each other for a little while now. We and, have. And I thought it would be great to kind of share your story with the Lash Trap community and, and kind of find out how everything got started for you. Um, so I guess my first question would be, what did you do before Lashes? Because obviously you didn't just come out of the womb and decided in your maybe late teens i'm going to do lashes now so tell me yeah. a little bit about what you did before and then what was the turning point for you to say i want to get started in this industry yeah so i had a beauty salon um for quite a few years and i also was running a wholesaling salon now my wholesaling uh wholesaling business sorry uh the wholesaling i only was selling products that were exclusive to me because i had reps on the road so I was doing uh, spray tanning and hair extension. Okay. So I think it was about 1999 that um, Lush has first come out to Australia. Yes. And it was quite interesting, like this new beauty, a new field in the beauty industry. So I actually went to Brisbane, I think it is, where you are, and I did training for eyelash extensions and with the intention of incorporating it into my wholesaling business. Um, I actually declined. I said, no, I didn't want to do it because it was so new. I felt like sharp tweezers, fumy glues on people's eyes, any salon or any client of a salon in South Australia was going to come back to me. Maybe it was the wrong decision, not sure. But we went on to have it in the salon. Um, back then we were lucky to get one client a month for eyelash extensions. Wow. That was still in 99. Yeah, 1999. Yeah. So um, I have been in the industry for a while. <laughs> yeah, you were like probably the first that I know of in Australia that has done it. I didn't even know it was that early because I know a friend of mine, you know as well probably, she's been doing it for 12 years or so, but I didn't even know that they had it that long ago. Yeah. I was one of the first, like second lot of people that kind of did it. 2010 yeah wow, yeah yeah so um with having a, like the beauty salon we incorporated eyelash extensions into there obviously um and it was okay but then um i just could see it could go so much further but at the same time i didn't want to be the distributor for it so that's how we got on board with lashes and obviously okay. it was so different back then to what it is now yeah so when did it start changing that you actually got a bit more business in for your lashes? 
Um, well, I didn't keep the salon much longer after, oh, yeah, probably another eight years or so I had the salon. It really, I don't feel that's really been, it's really taken off till about four years ago. Mm. slowly it started to get more and more popular. And I think, to be quite honest, I think we're only at the start of the lash industry. And why do you think that is that it took off so much now with all the social media and everything? Social media, girls just wanting, you know, their faces are so important. Their brows, their lips, Mm. everything. Um, And also low maintenance. We all want to look, get up in the morning. We're all busy. We want to get up in the morning and if we can look better for less work, why not? <laughs> I actually want to ask you a little bit about how it was to do lashes back in the day. Like how were you, what, what, how did you do it? <laughs> okay, like- so pretty much exactly the same way. The, yeah. the idea is exactly the same. Um, we didn't get lash trays with nice little strips. They were all loose, classic lashes, and always loose, classic. Um, was a lot more time consuming. I've actually still got the original training video and it is so outdated, the hairstyles, everything. But when you actually look at it, the isolation is disgusting compared to what we're doing these days. Yeah. So um, it's quite good to look back on and see how we were doing it compared to how we are now. What kind of tweezers were you using back in the day? I heard someone... Same, 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 same. And they were using like eyebrow tweezers at some stage. No, 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 no. Okay. No, so the no. company you trained with did it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was generally the straight, the curved. Yeah, right. And yeah. then obviously now you have a really busy salon. There's lots of lashes and you're also training. So how did you actually... So I don't have the salon anymore. Oh, you don't? I, what no. No. So now I just have the training. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm concentrating. I've found previously... I have gone and tried to have my finger in too many pies, um, whereas now I've cut back and I want to do one or two things the best I can rather mm-hmm. than trying to do everything. That's At awesome. one stage I had the salon, I had wholesaling and I was also teaching at TAFE and oh, yeah. it was way too much. How did you find teaching at TAFE differs from what you are doing now? Hugely. 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 That's really interesting for those girls that think they need to have accreditation through a TAFE Institute or something like that. Um, I would have 30 students in my class. Um, I'd have two different rooms going at the same time. Um, there's no way I can give my full attention to 30 students. Yeah. So how we are running at the moment, we have two students per class, maximum three if we're at a push, but generally most classes are two because that way myself with Brooke, we can give them individualised training because everyone has different learning needs. Um, You know, it's Mm self-paced. You know, we just, some, you might have two students, one's just grasping it so quickly and another one's struggling. I don't want one to feel like they're getting left out because they're doing better than the other and, you know, one getting left out because she's not doing as good as the other. So they all get the same personalised attention. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. I usually have between one and three in an extra yeah. left class, but then for other trainings, maybe 10 or 12, but that's not hands-on, that's just theory. How yes. did you actually get into the training part? 
I think you mentioned that you got rid of your salon. What, but what was the main thing to be, oh, I'm going to train others now because people okay. are good at lashes and beauty treatments, but they don't want to be trainers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So with the salon, I had a large salon. We had probably 10 staff um, coming and going, obviously. I would have girls that would come to me out of TAFE, out of other training um, facilities with certificates, and yet I was still having to train them myself. Mm. Um and I just found, I don't know, these girls, they come out of all this training with a certificate and they think they know everything. Mm. And it's just because you've got that certificate doesn't always mean that you've had the correct training. Yeah. So I would then train them myself. Um, and I found that I really enjoyed it. I started, that would become more of a passion to me to get my girls to standard and have great service than it was for me to actually do the clients. So yeah. I would really concentrate on that. And that's when I went and I thought, I need to do my training and assessment. So mm -hmm. went and did that. Um, and yet just really never looked back yeah. from then. Yeah, and I, yeah, I just found my little niche. That's awesome, I love it. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah. I love it too, so we're on yeah. the same page there. I just found it so much more rewarding than just having a client that comes in and yeah, now I'm going to get into like a little bit more of a in-depth, real chat here. Like we know now how you got into it and everything, but I want to know like really authentically, what are some things that you don't enjoy about running a training academy? Okay. <laughs> Generally, I do love it. Um, I've made, our training academy is a lot different to most. Um, I actually rent the house next door to where I live and that's our training academy. So I'm available anytime for anybody. Like, um, I just got to come next door. I was going to go into a shop, but it was like, I don't want to go out at night again once I've gone home. So I'm just next door and it is homely. Like people feel at home here, but at the same time, it's really difficult to balance work, family life, mm -hmm. relationships, um, you know, it's just, it's so demanding. So, yeah. and it's sometimes, you know, my partner will say to me, does your phone ever stop? Like, <laughs> when is our time? Yeah. But it's all part of it. Like, I'm, I offer ongoing support, unconditional ongoing support, and that's just something that's part of my business that I have to do. Um, yeah. And I, I guess, sorry, go ahead. No, that's right. I guess it's, it's kind of... Mm, also your decision, when are you deciding to actually grab your phone and turn it off and put it away? I you don't. Know, those that, that are very passionate and that are offering a lot of support, like yourself, you might not do yourself favours all the time by being available 24-7. But your students totally absolutely love it, right? But hmm. that's the hard part, I think, just trying to always be there for everybody 24-7. Mm. Oh, there's not enough hours in the day. There yeah. really isn't. But what are some things that you absolutely love about it? I love seeing the students on their first day are frustrated and it's like, <laughs> oh, my God, I can't do this. I have so much more appreciation of their own lash text and, you know, all these sort of things. And, yeah, on the last day, they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just did that. You know, it's very rewarding to see the progress over three days. Um, you know, I love sharing with them all my success, but I love telling them the failures too. You know, yeah, I love telling them, important. yeah, the things not to do. Um, 
you know, just a lot, you know, I really, my big thing apart from obviously the, you know, the technique of lashing, but tell them to get their own little style, you know, have their point of difference to everyone else and just to watch them blossom and, you know, and then you, like come in and, you know, I get them to come back in for further training and just, or just to come back in and show me what they've been doing over the last six months and to see they've just become so much more confident and are creating their own little style, you know? Yeah. I find it highly rewarding to see people become a lot better than what I am. And I know that a lot of trainers still these days, unfortunately, are only training for the money. And then they say, okay, once you're out, that you're out. And then they get so jealous and just so rude about it when people are actually starting to train themselves or they are really, really good lash artists and winning a lot of awards. I think it's a good thing. You know, I was training at a nationally recognized training course, mm-hmm. um, school, sorry, and I was their lash trainer. And this is why I went into freelance. Um, mm-hmm. It was nationally accredited it was one day of training um i would say to my boss that girl needs a lot more help yeah and mm. she said it doesn't matter she's paid her money out the door yeah and then they'd ring for help or something you've got to come back and do more training it was all about money and yeah. it was a risk to go out on my own you know financially a risk but i've never looked back you know yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree. So let's talk a little bit about the things that happened to you along the way of growing a salon, getting into lasher, starting your own training. What are some things along the way, if any, that you would do a little bit differently today to get you to where you want to go faster? Okay. So definitely not have my finger in too many pies. Yes. You know, not try and do everything and burn out. Having a salon, teaching at Chase, um, having a wholesaling business was too much. It was too much for me, too much for anybody. So definitely focus on one thing, do it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, trying one big mistake that I really did was um, trying to teach other people what I'm doing and get them to do it for me because other people, like obviously you can get great stuff, um, but quite often too they start cutting corners and um, you find that you're losing that personalised touch, you know, I'm losing control of what's actually happening in my training sessions. Um, So just to keep it real, to keep it personalised and keep it my way. That's one big thing that I did do. Um, So now I don't do lashing anymore. Um, because A, I have trouble with my eyes, my eyesight, and I just don't feel that I'm as good as I used to be. So, you know, we do lashes here. I have my little Brooke that does them. Um, Brooke learned from me a year ago, and she is so much better than what I am. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I concentrate just now on the training. I want to keep that in my control. I don't want somebody stepping in and mm-hmm. doing it for me. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. You Maybe one day, you know, when you find someone that you can absolutely trust, someone that watches you every step, it's very difficult to just trust someone else to train mm. just exactly the same way that you are training. But let me ask you some of the things now you told me that you would have done differently. What are some of the things that you have done so right that you're very, very proud of? Okay. I think um, the small classes definitely is a great thing. Um, we um, don't just teach lashes. We go into 
counsel, you know, insurance. I teach them everything. I make things go wrong in their training. So, you know, they have to fix it. You know, when I'm not there, they have to be able to fix it. So I make things go wrong. I think our biggest um, achievement is it's so personalised, so self-paced, um, and they're just constant ongoing support. We're there for them forever. We're just actually in the process of, um, it's very new, we're creating Adelaide Lash and Beauty Society. So because this is a home that I'm from, well, we're not living here, but we've turned the house into like a training facility. We are making it a place where people can come whenever they want and just network with each other. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. Um, so they can network online via Facebook group or they can come here. They can read some of the manuals I've got from, you know, here, there and everywhere. Um, just chat with other people. Like we've got a community vegetable garden out the back. So, you know, <laughs> it's just like it's a very relaxed homely welcoming feel that people can just come and ask questions whenever they want that's awesome come have a cuppa and talk about life. exactly yes yeah <laughs> I love beautiful it. outdoor area they can idea. just sit and network yeah absolutely that's awesome yeah so what, what are now you're having these great ideas is that what keeps you motivated like just coming with up with new things so how do you stay motivated in this industry my brain because doesn't stop quite cutthroat your brain sorry it is quite a cutthroat industry, oh. it seems, but what motivates you to keep going? Um, the response I get from my students, mm -hmm. definitely, definitely. And um, constantly getting inquiries, heard so much about you and, you know, just the positive that I keep getting back that keeps me like, yeah, I'm doing something right. Finally, I found my niche, you know, I'm, I'm doing it right. That's how I feel. And just the positive feedback keeps me positive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Can you just tell me a little bit, you said that you're teaching your students also about the business side a little bit. If, if someone is looking into, um, or maybe has just started doing lashes, what are three tips that you can give them that will really help them to start out the right way? Um, I tell them to make their service a little bit different to somebody else's, like, like as in, you know, cleaning the lashes after because that's not really happening in Adelaide at the moment to remove the cyanacrylate residue. Um, to be honest with their clients, to do the consultation, make sure that what they're applying on their client is actually what the client wants. Instagram, how to use Instagram especially rather than Facebook. I found Instagram has a lot more... Um, impact here in Adelaide for sure than Facebook mm -hmm. um, to m not copy anyone else. Yeah. Definitely don't try and use a name similar to somebody else or, you know, criticize other people. Never ever put anyone else down. Just show that your, you know, your positives don't worry about other people's negatives. Yeah. Where do you see the lash industry going? Um, I would like to see it being more regulated. Mm-hmm. I would like to see nothing under $100 for a set of lashes. Do you Definitely. think that's where it's going to go or you wish it was going that way? That's what I'm aiming for. Yeah. That's my, <laughs> yeah, that's my plan. But where do you see the industry going in its entirety in Australia or all over the world? I think it's, I think we're at the start. I think it's going to get bigger. Yeah. I definitely think it's going to get bigger. Um, I 
would like to see um, definitely more regulations. Um, I would like to see um, higher standards of training, definitely. There's just so much about it that I'm passionate about that I want to change. You know, mm. I, I, this is a skill. We're dealing with somebody's eyes. You know, they have to be educated. Um, and the education is should not be just the student, but the educators need educating and constantly. Um, I feel that there's a lot of educators out there that aren't updating their skills. Yeah. Um, you know, all these products are constant. There's so much competition. They're constantly being, you know, bettered and, you know, the products are constantly changing. We need the education to go with that. Absolutely. To pass on to our students. Or do you feel like uh, there's maybe new products being developed, new lash types? Because even in the last four years, I mean, just look at how fast it has grown. Oh, yeah. We have ellipse, we have flat lashes, we have color lashes, we have those self-fanning crappy things now. Yes. Although I say crappy now, maybe one day they're actually quite good. Mm. You know, the, yeah. I think there's fun. constantly going to be new things coming out because that's just part of business. Any business um, is constantly always trying to bring out a new product. Um, I think it will constantly change. And, you know, it's quite exciting to think maybe what will come out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are you ready for your rapid fire questions? Yes. <laughs> this should be the easy bit, hopefully. <laughs> this is the fun part. I have written them down. Okay, you yep. ready? All right. Beach or sightseeing? Sightseeing. Coffee or wine? Morning or night? <laughs> <laughs> well, all in, in general. Coffee, morning, wine, night. Good. Favourite country? Australia. <laughs> Pizza or pasta? Pasta. Sean Mendes or Justin Bieber? I hope you know them. Sean Mendes. Yeah, good answer, good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite ice cream flavour? Chocolate. Home or travel? Home. Rain or sunshine? Sunshine. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Favourite thing to do on the weekend? Spend with my grandchildren. One thing no one knows about you yet. Ooh, something nobody knows about me. I don't know. If they don't know it, maybe I don't want them to know it. <laughs> Have you got a talent, something really special? Can you bend your body weirdly or can you sing? Have you been mm -hmm. in a TV show? I was on Hey Hey Saturday once. Well, there you go. <laughs> and now the last question, classic or volume? A beautiful set of classics to me is just stunning, but they have to have a lot of lashes. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if they've got a lot of lashes, classic every time. Somebody like me with fine lashes and fine hair, volume. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, if anyone wants to get in contact with you or know more about your training, where can we find you? www.eyelashmagic.com.au Awesome. I'll leave a link below as well. Thank you for joining me. This was Thank awesome. you for having me. Very interesting to get to know you a little bit more. And I hope that um, some of the ladies watching this and our viewers and listeners, because this is a video as well as a podcast, got a lot of value from it and perhaps can implement some of the things that you said in their own business. I hope so. Awesome. Well, thank you for... Thanks, Julia. And I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.